Okay. Who uh, who wants to watch jujitsu anyways? You know, I, mean. <laughs> I love it. So that I mean that's perfect. So this uh, welcome to the show weighing in with Travis Hartman. Um, we're the number one boxing beards and bourbon podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically a boxing gym in Laureate Park. Um, but we're the number one in the world. So we're pretty perfect. Awesome. <laughs> Man, you guys are awesome. So the, it, boxing for sure is my favorite. It's my forte. So that's why I love when you said, you know, who wants to watch jujitsu? Well, I want to watch boxing. So I'm a boxing guy. I love boxing. And I'm guessing you love boxing too, because <laughs> you are a bare knuckle boxer, yeah. former UFC, um, but you're a bare knuckle boxer now. And also you are on hold to fight Logan Paul next weekend. Yes, correct. Sir. Yes, sir. How's that going? Um, well, first, I want to say that uh, I'm happy to be on the Weighing In with Travis Hartman show. And uh, because you don't do MMA or, or UFC <laughs> like that. And I'm, I'm a boxer that is broken in. And uh, I've been in both worlds, just the fighting life in general. So, you know, we call it bare knuckle fighting. And uh, I think I can fight with gloves, without gloves. It doesn't matter. So. You know, speaking of the Logan Paul fight, I hope I get to step in there next week. I got some good rounds in today. Yeah. Got some work with Roy Jones. It may all, you know, I just, he's not ready for me. I mean, I saw him tweet that, you know, uh, Dylan's coming, this and that. But at the end of the day, whoever he's standing across from, he said they're getting knocked out cold. And I'm like, well... Hold on, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you're not talking about me. So, yeah. you know, I, I definitely like a little bit of punishment sometimes. I like to get in there and get dirty and, and grimy and um, wear guys out with, you know, my ability to be a walking heavy bag sometimes. And um, I roll the punches better than most. Believe it or not, and most people don't know shit about boxing, so they don't Roger know May what they're watching. Baby. They don't know what they're watching. They don't know what they're talking about. You know, I was talking with someone today about the MVP fight that I had in bare knuckle. First bare knuckle fight I ever watched. Great fight. Oh my god. Great gosh. fight. Both oh my sides, gosh, bro. Props to him. I give him props. props to both of you. Thank you. Seriously. Um, you know, some people say things online. I guess that's what you got to do for the guy who still wants to fight, but. It didn't quite go his way. You know, how can you say it's a landslide or anything um, when, you know, we were both standing there at the end and we both were wearing damage. Yeah. So, you know, his face was beat up. My face was beat up. And I was excited to get the win over such a guy like that. And that was huge. They, Mike, I, they didn't call for the MMA fight between us after we had that boxing match. Because so. you got that dog in you, though. Yeah. <laughs> when I knew, I'm watch, I was watching that fight, and I don't know how to score it. You know, I'm just a boxer, so I'm just watching that to watch it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is brutal. But when, I, when it went into overtime or whatever you call it, what do you call it? Because you guys went, you, you did a draw, and they did um, one more round, right? I believe in the contract that is actually called sudden death. Sudden death, and holy crap, <laughs> it's pretty close to that, yeah. So when I was watching it, I thought it was very close. I wasn't sure what it was going to happen, you know, in the regulation. But when they got in the middle and they called it a draw, I literally stood up and I go, Mike Perry's winning this fight. I guarantee it because I that you it. got that dog in you because I knew I don't care what Michael Venom Page had. I was like, you're not going extra innings or whatever sudden death with Mike Perry and winning because that man will die in that ring. Like, and I don't mean that badly, but like you will. I feel like, like some you, people need to change that phrase because a lot of these fighters you know, I do watch a lot of UFC, and a lot of these guys say things like that. 
like they're prepared to die in there and i'm like fuck that i'm not dying in here bro i'm going i got more liquor to drink i got more food to eat i got the family (laughs) and kids i want to see grow and um you know i just you don't hear boxers talk like that a lot um maybe some of them who are really at the 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 peak of their fights you know wilder has yeah, said he, some wild exa- stuff exactly what i was thinking of. he said that he said he wanted to put him in a box but he's the only, honest to god though i think he's the only one that i've really heard say that though because you do die in the ring sometimes and that's why i shouldn't have used that word like i did but you do sometimes no, do it's possible i that's, totally that get sucks. it though it's um from from a standpoint of watching in on the fighters and um it is a kill or be killed mentality or a i even tweeted it the other day you know it's like fight or die you know what are you gonna do you're gonna quit in there you're gonna try to survive in there surviving is dying so fucking fight bro go for it go for your win you know we were talking about charlo and i just felt like he didn't have any offense against canelo like where he's so powerful if he just let some go yeah even on the guard, just beat up the guard and wear his arms down and, and, and put your time in. You know, you got a 12-round fight, so put the pressure on yeah. him. See what you're made of. That's what I like to do. Well, that's why you're built different. You're built different. And I, I think, and I've said this on the podcast with B-Money, uh, the co-host of the podcast, if there was any sports built for a guy, it's bare-knuckle boxing. It was built for you. And I genuinely mean that because not – your, your skill is what it is, but it's that heart and that determination and that, like, I'm coming to win. And you're right. There's a psych- psychology is it's fight or flight. That's mm-hmm. literally there's two things in psychology, and they'll tell you that your body has fight or flight. There is zero flight in you. It's Mike Perry is fight. I threw it there's away. There's no option there. I threw it away, man. I used you cut it, that part of your brain off or what? I, I used it a couple of times, but I just kind of gave in to who I am and how it works and how it goes and um, as perfect as I've wanted to be throughout my career, throughout training, as uh, some days in the gym, I'm amazing and phenomenal and I can't be touched. Other times I'm stiff and I can't figure it out and I'm getting hit all the time. So I just kind of put it all to the side and was like, you know, what am I best at? What uh what qualities do I have? Where, you know, and, and then I worked on the things that I was good at. And taking hits is one of them. I'm actually really good at taking hits. So um, I kind of use it to my advantage yeah. and I do what I have to uh, in order to put I just put pressure on people. You know what I mean? I put my head in their chest and uh, I try to hit them from funny angles. And if they hit me, I hit them right back and uh, I just stay on them. So, listen, you are I know you like to talk about you are a former UFC guy, which now you've turned over to boxing. But. What brought you to boxing? What, what was the well, love? What was the, like, the everything to boxing? I feel like I've always been a boxer that knocked out a bunch of MMA guys. Um, you know, when I was 2-0 and as a professional uh, MMA fighter, um, I had like 20 amateur MMA fights, but I always knocked people out with my hands. I always boxed, and I had two amateur boxing matches. I did a lot of boxing training. I always loved the punching. Obviously, it's a part of mixed martial arts. Uh, but there's so much more to mixed martial arts with, you know, kicking and grappling. And those were just things that I didn't really like. I always just wanted to find ways to get my hands on the people. And, um, you know, I when I was 2-0 as a pro MMA, I went and I had a boxing match. 
on two days notice i cut 22 pounds and i fought a six in one professional boxer you're talking about kenneth mcneil yes bullet hands motherfucker (laughs) and he fucking he got my ass and uh he taught me a good lesson there so and then i went on to just knock out seven more people in mma these mma fighters you know and it was just a different game at the time, and um, these hands was too much for these mixed martial artists. Exactly what you know Jake Paul is doing, but he's doing it in a boxing ring against yep. MMA fighters, so they yep. have no chance to take him yep. down or kick him. I did it in the octagon. Yep. So, you know, I get being a boxer fighting MMA fighters, but I did it in MMA, and I knocked a bunch of people out. Where they out. had all their disciplines, and you still were able to just I still got them with these hands and this elbow and some knees, maybe. I did like some knees. Those do a lot of damage. Yeah. So, that, I mean, you brought up a very good point. So, you fought one pro fight against Kenneth McNeil. You, got, you lost in the fourth round. Uh-huh. It's listed as a KO. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing you were probably he probably shot lasted you. He's six and one fighter, and you were it's your, it was your first pro debut fight, and they got a guy that already had seven fights. Well, he so just, what happened in that fight? So what he did was um, he kept me at the end of his jab, Smart. even even if he was just pushing me, and he was like so cool in there, like uh, moving smooth smoothly, very slowly it seemed, and I was putting trying to put pressure and get you know get in. Um, but I wasn't setting up angles. I was uh, stiff, standing tall, and um, because I couldn't quite catch him, he was too smooth. Not that it was so, he was so fast, but he was so smooth with the boxing that keeping me uh, at range, just even pushing me with his left hand, and then he would move his head, and then if I got punches in, they were too stiff to be powerful. Um, now in boxing, the success I'm having, I'm quite relaxed with getting punched. Uh, and that gives me an ability to, you know, either roll the shot or even dodge the shot and have something already on the way in. Because yeah, when you say you're getting punched, you mean like absorbing it really, not just like taking it like, cause you right. just want to get, you're absorbing it and you've learned to kind of roll with it a little bit. That's of what you mean, course, right? Of yeah. course. Yes. But sometimes it's still got to take the full yeah. blunt force of it. Uh, but I, I usually have something prepared to already be on their way to them. Yep. I just worry about offense, and um, that is my defense. <laughs> yeah, I just trying. I'm trying to hit you in the face, and uh, if you hit me, I got one coming right behind it. I don't stop. So Mike Perry is a good offense, is a defense. That's kind of platinum. Uh, I like it. Yeah, platinum platinum Mike offense Perry. defense approach. <laughs> <laughs> so that McNeil guy, though, I'm, the, the question is: Have you ever wanted to run it back in any? other sport and bare knuckle and UFC and MMA or straight boxing again. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, you have so many other things on the horizon. I get like Logan Paul possibly next weekend. It's kind of a big deal, but has it ever been on your mind to to get that guy back or, or what's your thought process with that? Well, um, or have you even thought about it? Sure. I've thought about it. I, I thought about it after. So after my UFC, um, after I got out of my UFC contract, I went and fought in Triller in the Triad Combat Triangle against a 27-3 and professional boxer, Michael Seals. So McNeil and Seals, and he was cannon hands, and the other one was bullet hands. So I was like, this is kind of, you know, my making up for this. And I trained so hard for that fight. I was so excited to fight this boxer. 
and go in there and show people what I could do. And I had to take some shots, yeah. but I put I put pressure on him for for uh, 14 minutes. I think the fight was seven two minute rounds, and um, and they gave it to me. And I mean. It's fair because I I bring it the yeah. whole time. There's no rest. I'm coming after you, and I'm putting punches in your face. And I caught him with clean shots. I slipped some shots. I ran into some shots. And um, I cleaned myself up and, and put the pressure on him and beat him down. I think that's why, secretly, Logan Paul is probably praying that Dylan Dennis actually shows up, Mike. I don't think that you're – I don't think Logan Paul or anybody, to be fair, is just sitting at home and being like – I kind of want to fight Mike Perry. Yeah. Do you think anybody's thinking that? No, man. That's that's. I kind of like that too because if they are if they are a big name, they're probably like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to have to end up in the ring with Mike Perry because like, who is that guy? But the thing is, I'm making money, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm making so much fucking money <laughs> on this shit. You're a prize I'm, fighter, man. That's what people don't realize too. It's like you're a prize fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing this because we want to mm-hmm. get paid. Yeah, that's absolutely. the point of it. You're a prize fighter, and it's finally working out for me. All the, uh, by the time you know, the last two years or whatever since I left MMA and the UFC and started boxing, from Triller to the three bare knuckle fights that I had, um, it's just been going up and up and up. And it was all it kind of all started with just taking a look in the mirror and realizing who I am and what it is I do well and what it is I don't do well. So, you know, I don't, I don't focus on the, what I don't do well. I focus on what I do well and it's working for me. So that's a great question. I remember some famous MMA interviews when you're on the UFC about not getting paid a lot of money. And that's kind of been the big knock for a while is UFC is not paying their fighters what they should be paying. It is a big knock. Um, but my question is what brought you to bare knuckle? How'd you get introduced to that? How, who, who reached out? What, how did that even come about? To where, Was it the triad fight and then you kind of went from there? Was that first before Bare Knuckle? No, I think I signed with Bare Knuckle and then I fought the Triller fight. And then after I fought the Triller fight and then I fought my first Bare Knuckle fight, which I want to emphasize where people say I fought two guys who had no experience in Bare Knuckle. One was MVP. And, yeah, then I made Luke Rockhold look like he shouldn't have been in there with me. Yeah. Okay, maybe Luke doesn't have the hands like that. I'm sh- I mean, he did hit me with a good left. Yeah, but yeah. what I wanted to emphasize was that my first opponent in bare knuckle had nine bare knuckle fights. And I beat him. So he taught me a few things about how to last in there and how to keep your hands lasted in there and yeah. uh you know maybe how not to get cut so much in there you know you got to get them first and last be first and last in bare knuckle so i think i signed with bare knuckle and then i fought the triller then i fought julian lane and then i think i don't know if it was before i fought mvp or after but then triller bought bare knuckle and they posted a picture with my face on it and says Triller or BKFC by Triller. And it's me fighting Julian Lane, I think, in the back. Or it's just a picture from that fight. Maybe the one me spitting out the blood or whatever. But it's like that was like that was some Conor McGregor shit. That was a billionaire move right there. And these billionaire companies are coming together and to to collab and create more and be bigger. So 
that's all on my back now and i've been rocking with it bro Which I, is in a- my opinion people will say otherwise but i say it's the easiest job in the fucking world i don't know mike I'm a pro boxer, and I've been in the ring with some legit pros. Yes, you have. What you've done. I'll be honest. With you, I say it on the podcast all the time. I'm like, dude, I couldn't do it, Mike. Like, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I'm tough enough for that. Well, you did it, though. I know, but I mean, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. You, you're just, you're built different, man. And that's a good thing, but I just don't know if I could do it. Like, you're just a tough, like, I mean, it's. All props to you, man. Like Thank you're you. ma- and, and you're you're making finally what you deserve. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I think you were kind of being slighted in the UFC for sure because you weren't making what you should have made, and then you come out and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna take it on myself, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna go do what I think I could do and do the best. And look where you're at right now. You're not even done. But the cool part about it, I'm you just, just getting started. I know, and that's what's kind of cool I signed and the scary contract. about it too. I've signed the contract for all these fights now. Now I got to do these fucking fights. <laughs> that's the work. Then I get yeah. paid. I have, yeah. I'm not getting paid yet. Not yeah. much at least. I'm getting a little bit. Though. So you brought up Conor McGregor, which was pretty cool because you fought Luke Rockhold. Mm-hmm. I watched that one. So I've watched two okay. bare knuckle fights. Michael Venom Page and Luke Rockhold. Yes, I saw the face off with you and Conor yeah, in the it's ring. Fun, Dude, you got, you, you, there's something about you that's like it's not even it's charisma for sure but it's just like you know you just kind of you do what everybody wants to do but they're afraid to do it do you know what i mean like mm. most people would be in the ring and performing in front of conor mcgregor and would just be like pretty awesome just for him to be there but you're like i want him to come in the ring you're like conor can we get you in? like you were just honest about it mm. and that's what i love because like so i thought about it though that's cool, though. But you actually had the balls to go ahead and go through with it on TV after a fight. He's sitting there. He's an icon of the UFC. Say whatever you want cool. about the guy. He's a cash cow. He sells. He of knows course. how to sell. They love so, him. So, like, they do. He's great. People love him, and he knows how to sell. But the fact that you had just that moxie to say that, and be like, can we get a you – weren't, and you weren't even really talking trash. You were just like, no. this is cool, man. Like, can I get Conor McGregor in there to do a face-off? I thought, what's the way to respectfully call him out? And, hey, man, let's get a face-off, bro. I look pretty good right now. I just beat somebody up. You're the man. Come on in here and let's get face-to-face. And, uh, you know, it's a it's a little sketchy moment, though. You're like, you know, what's he going to do? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was ready for anything. Yeah. But, it, but then other people might be like, what the fuck is Mike going to yeah, do? Yeah, right, exactly. I'm like, hey, I'm just trying down? to be good, bro. I have a good <laughs> heart. I want to keep this going up. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a somewhat a mainstream guy now. You, you know, are. I'm the guy that's taking bare knuckle mainstream. You're becoming cor- you're, you're corporate Mike Perry now, man. And I'm a dad, so that, you know, I used to do lots of mishaps and mistakes and rambunctious things that ended up on the internet. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you, so I try to be a role model you owned, it. you owned most of those things. Like, none of us are perfect. I mean, it, know, it happens. Motherfuckers get on my nerves sometimes, <laughs> dude. So why I said the, the Conor McGregor stuff was because... So I fought in front of Floyd Mayweather. He was ringside. Okay. Actually, and I actually spoke to him in the middle of the fight. But after the fight was over, I didn't have the balls to be like, Floyd, can you come on up in here? I, did, I, fought, him on ES, I fought a guy on ESPN and Floyd was well, ringside. Well, probably good. Floyd would have been like, nah. He would have, yeah, he's like, who, who is this guy? Who's Travis Hartman? Flo- Floyd can walk in and out of the ring whenever the fuck <laughs> he wants, dude. But see, but it's like you had the charisma to even attempt that because you didn't know that Connor would do it. You know what I mean? Like, you no, didn't know I, that he would do it. If he would have shut me down, I mean, but, but 
but people would have been on him if he they would have probably yeah down if he didn't get in there so you know and he wouldn't care either way but it's know. not but it, i mean it was cool and you know shout out for me calling out a drunk coked out conor mcgregor to have a face <laughs> <laughs> of so, like he was He's extra dead. dangerous he at was, that time bro that I, can't, I can't believe he went up there being like that but that's probably what got him up there too though maybe I mean, he kind of inspired me, man, that night uh, when I was warming up for that event. And then uh, before I went out, when he got in the arena, you knew it. As soon as he walked in, everybody went wild just seeing him there. And it's like, damn, he's not even fighting and you guys are cheering like this. So, you know, that. I've gotten that a little bit at some UFC events, man. I walk yeah. into a UFC event and the crowd goes crazy for me, so it's cool. Listen, you you've you've made a name for yourself, man. You have. I think a lot of people that don't even know those sports, they've heard of Mike Perry. You know, good and bad. Maybe they try to act bad. like they don't, though. That's what they gotta <laughs> do. But who the fuck are they? Who cares, right? Exactly. You're to the point in your your life where it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? In a Shout good out way, to T Bud, man. <laughs> Shout out to T, but that's who I want to get with, man. Yeah. I want to get some work in with that guy. Learn something from him. He's probably got a lot he could show me, Dude, man. You know what? And that's I, that's what I'm talking about Crawford, right? And that's yeah. what I love about this guy. This guy is so competitive in everything, not just boxing. Like, this oh, guy's oh, competitive he wins everything. everything. Flag football. I love that. Wrestling with uh, Olympic wrestlers, apparently. I don't yeah. know. It looked like a kid, but I mean. <laughs> His son wrestles. The like fact that he too. can wrestle. He's one of the only boxers that could do that. So, yep. what what do you think about that whole deal? Where um, you never see any top boxers calling out MMA guys, but you're seeing top MMA guys calling out boxers. Why is that? Because you've never heard Canelo call out a boxer or an MMA guy. You've never heard Crawford call one out. You've never even heard Javante Davis. He's getting called out now by an MMA guy. Mm-hmm. But why is that? Why do you think that none of the boxers ever mm-hmm. call those guys out? And I'm not Jake Paul is Jake Paul like it's that's different. Well, what I can do is I can actually use a statement from a MMA UFC champion, current champion. Sean Strickland says it's the man dance. It's, it's the what? It's the man dance. The What's fucking man dance. Fuck all that grappling shit. Fuck all that other shit. It's the man dance. Excuse my language. I got potty mouth. Yeah, okay. but the we already man, know this is that, a, this it's is a simple. That's hard. boxing is the man dance. You stand there, you're toe to toe, and it's it's the left and it's the right, and we're swinging for the fences. And if your head's in Jack the wrong Johnson way, it's a Tom home O'Leary. run. Okay, Sugar, Sugar <laughs> Ray. This one's Sugar Ray Robinson, and this one's Mike Tyson. Let's go. Let's throw let's throw in Mike Perry in one of those. Why not? Yeah, it's, it's Mike Perry's <laughs> mind using the tools. I guess I don't know. So what, what's, do you have anything on the horizon for sure on when it comes to the bare knuckle front? I know that you got the, the Logan Paul thing. Everybody knows that. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. The Logan Paul, um, Dylan Dennis thing going yeah. on next weekend in the UK. Yes. But other than that, do you have anything in, in set in stone yet yeah. with bare knuckle? Yeah, I, uh, I signed the other day for a bare knuckle fight. And I actually, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be in this. I think it'll be in December. I'm hoping it's in December. Uh, rather than early next year but even still i mean i kind of want to fight in january for some reason i might have to wait another year to do that if i fight in december this year yeah but um 
I would be fighting BKFC either the end of the year or the beginning of the year. So, and I can't really tell you who. <laughs> oh, can't, you can't tell us over here. Dang. They do want to play with my weight, though. Yeah. They're playing with me. Like, my last fight was 185. Uh, my I was about 190. My opponent was about 204 and a half. Um, and, you know, and a lot taller. But then they want me to go down. And then this Logan Paul fight would be apparently at 195 I'm going to weigh in, which is great. I don't have to do much or anything, really, but just be in you shape. You show up for that. Yeah, yeah I'm mean, just be in shape. So um, I've been trying to put a little weight on, but. I haven't gotten all the weights in uh, that I would like to have gotten in, you know. But that's all right. I do the fighting, the boxing. That's my favorite thing to do. You're, you love the boxing. I do. I will, like, say after a fight, I might be on the couch for a month. Uh, the first thing I do is go back on sparring day and I get in the ring and I fucking I show out, bro. So that's the next thing, man. I, I'm just I'm more curious too because I know after a boxing match how I, it takes me a little bit to heal, but after a bare knuckle boxing mm. match, Mike, walk me through that. Okay, Michael Venom Page. Mm. You're you fought him in England, right? Yeah. So Michael Venom Page, which is a brutal fight on both ends. Both mm -hmm. of you guys were. It was there was a lot of blows exchanged. From that point, let's say it was a Saturday. That flight home, all of that. When when are you back to a hundred percent? I think I just, it was about a month. Yeah. yeah just straight up healing. Just and because just I had cuts a few cuts. Right? Yeah. Like one that didn't get stitched. I had like right on the edge of my nose here because we didn't see it because I was just so relaxed after a fight. You know, you just left it all out there and you're just enjoying the moment. I'm sitting there with the doctors. My mustache is covering this huge gash I got in my, and I see it the next I see it like in a couple of hours and as soon as I was the main event. So as soon as the doctors dealt with me, they fucking ran out of they there, out. dude. They were out of there. And then I'm like, oh, my God, look at this huge Ugh. hole in my face. <laughs> dude. You guys didn't stitch that shit. So I never yeah. got that stitch that just kind of healed up on its own. And um, I mean, other than that, but after the Luke Rockhold fight, like I was ready, I was ready to go. I mean, that was yeah. I mean, he but got my, you with a couple like uh, my right sport. knuckle. His teeth went up in there, so that took a little bit to heal the hands. I mean, we talked about that on the podcast. You could see that punch where the tooth like flew out. Like that's that's some brutal stuff, man. Yeah, a that's lot of, a lot of people. The night that it happened, they were like, "What happened?" They didn't see it, you know, because Luke took the punch good because he was so heavy. Yeah, yeah, he was a lot bigger than you. My taller, speed bigger, shot anything. in there, and I got that fist right in the right place, and you know it did that type of damage that you want. He took the shot well. He ran around. He tried to do something to like, but the gap was closing. He felt it. I was coming. I was gonna hit him again, and he was trying to run away from getting touched again. And he was like, "All right, dude. He's he smells the blood in the water." <laughs> See, that's that's where I I hope that I wouldn't do what he did. But if I was in the ring, that's where I'm, I've, as a just casual fan watching the bare knuckle stuff, I feel like I would do what Rockhold did. I hope that I wouldn't because I'm a fighter my whole life. I've been fighting since I was six years old. I'm 40 now. So, like, I've been fighting my whole life. But that's just different. I mean, you, guy, you put your bone knuckle mm -hmm. into this guy's mouth mm -hmm. so much that it popped his tooth out. Like, 
and that's, his lips. It I mean, separated his mm. lip at the same time. So it, as I hit the lip, all the teeth and everything went through. They went flying. <laughs> and the lip separated. And he was like, ouch, that hurt. I got <laughs> I to find a way out of here. And he said he was going to be there to the end. You know, I mean. I'm not too hard on Luke, man. He got in there. He was trying to see what he was made of, and um, I guess I've always just been that puncher, man. So that's another thing, too. Not just taking the punches, though, Mike. I know a lot of people, boxers as well, Floyd Mayweather's one of them, that he'd be breaking his hands with gloves on. Mm-hmm. How do you not break your hands hitting these guys? Like I felt like if I hit a guy clean, I know how to punch, too. I felt like I would break my hand. Bare Knuckle taught me a few things, for sure. Just practicing it and, uh, you know, the the boss man actually gave me a a hint after I fought Julian Lane because his little forehead, that was one of the things he taught me. It was like he was taking some shots to put damage on my hands. Yeah. And um, it worked. I mean, it, I won. I was the better boxer, I, and I was on his ass all night long throwing combinations even when my hands were gone. But in the fifth round, I literally didn't have hands. I just had him spinning around trying to find me. I was finally using my footwork and my head movement because yeah. I didn't have hands really in the fifth. So the boss man, David Feldman, called me, and he was like, Man, when these guys punch, man, they're squeezing their fists as hard as they can. Now, with a boxing glove, you can't quite squeeze as hard as you can if you're bare knuckle. Yeah. And uh, practicing bare knuckle and wrapping your hands. And I've I've used a couple different ways to wrap. And um, the one I found for bare knuckles, like, is naked. It's mostly naked. I, I wrap the thumb. I wrap the wrist. And then there's nothing. Yeah. So I just that's sort of like a boxer thing. It's a you know, bald the fist. Boxers have know? that. We have a gap in there too. Even though we wrap the rest of it, they usually leave like a little gap there. Yeah, but, but you there's got the glove still, where you but can't, there's yeah. still something. Yeah, because the glove. Because can't. if you do the tape and then you pull back, yeah. I love a good boxer's wrap too. Yeah. But yeah, boxing with gloves on, right. I feel like I can punch a little harder. Or I don't know what it is. You know, I train with 16 ounce gloves. I'm sparring with, and the body shots uh, might be more significant with that big old glove or. You know, uh, that 16 ounce to a headgear, a big right hook. Uh, you know, it seems like I'm throwing heat uh, with the 16 ounce gloves on. And then, but I have I have learned quite a bit how to, I mean, it works. So the Luke. tighter your fist, the better is what you're saying. Yeah. Simply put, yes. Squeeze that thing. And then, um, you know, when I was on Joe Rogan, I was kind of like talking to him about it. And it's like. You got to be closed up because, I mean, boxers box like this, but with a glove coming in on a shot, you can block it like that much. Yeah, yeah. Because you got the extra, like it's a little wider, yeah. In bare knuckle, you got to close it and then change your angles. And and if you open your hands before you punch, because like with a boxing glove on, you might punch, throw a punch with an open hand and then try to close it. But in bare knuckle, you should already be squeezing and just try to shove it through their face like a shovel. I mean, I felt that when you just showed me right there. Yeah, like, I felt yeah. it, and that scared me a little bit. Not yeah, I felt lie. it, too. <laughs> I felt it in my hand. I was like, yeah, that feels good. I can't wait to do that to somebody for a fucking truckload of cash, dude. 
So as I'm looking at you, I see the cross on your on your your necklace. Amen. I see a cross tattoo there. I brought this up to Terrence Crawford as well. Um, I got a lot of grief for it because I drink bourbon, but I'm not perfect. None of us are, mm. but I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. Amen. I do. I believe in God. Um, he's, ta- he's brought me where I'm at today. I, I, without him, I wouldn't be here. So I wanted to ask you that, because you have the cross on, all of that. And you were in some mischief. I mean, it's, it's pretty public. But um, what's your belief in God? I mean, it's kind of personal. but <laughs> You don't have to <laughs> no, answer no, it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, I love God. Um, I'm so grateful. Uh, I'm, I'm so thrown off sometimes uh by you know what it is he's trying to show me and i pray every day um i thank him for every meal uh and um you know like when i was at roy jones camp you know i would i say things uh kind of like what i said to jake paul which the world kind of they knew what i was doing when i said hey kick my ass man good job you know, I sunned mm-hmm. him, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just, I was a training partner. I was like, okay, this can go forward. Well, like I would like to, you know, I need some clout. You have all of it, I guess you're doing big things, help a brother out. So that's the fight game. I guess I am doing business with those guys. I was on their radar and, um, you know, just, uh, all glory to God, man, because, Anything could happen. Um, man, I just uh, I lost uh, a friend, uh, a brother in arms, uh, Michael Milmerstad. He died um, boxing. And, you know, I don't know all the, the stipulations of it and, and everything that happened. But, you know, I know he was a really tough man, really strong individual. And uh, one of the better mixed martial artist that I knew that all of us knew here in Central Florida. He was a part of the family, you know, and um it took his life and he you know, he leaves behind three little boys and a wife and uh his mom and I, I speak with them from time to time and you know, it's just um a hard thing and, and that taught me a lot about myself too. When that happened, you know, I spoke with some people and uh, like Paul Malfort, maybe yep, you know, I know him. Paul. I yeah, know he's Paul. a police officer, yep. and he was a, a great fighter. He actually he had some pro boxing matches. He, he had two. He was a Muay Thai fighter. He had two pro boxing matches. He fought Philip Penson, who was eleven and zero at the time. He boxes Philip Penson and goes to draw with him, which I heard this wasn't. But yeah, Paul Malfort. So. Paul should have won that fight, I heard. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I was. I think I was there live. I watched that fight live. And, um, you know, it could be, if it can go either way, then it could be a draw as well, right? So, you sure, know, sure. we try not to leave it up to the judges, but um, sometimes that's the way the Lord works. And uh, But, you know, he, he said something to me about, like, you know, having an opportunity uh that I've worked so hard for all this time and it's uh and you know that's that I guess where I come up with it's fight or die you know uh I either fight to win or this it could kill me and I wouldn't have it any other way I felt that mm. yeah 
I yes, mean, that's, that's deep. And you know what? I, I, I think that you're right. You have a platform, man, and you're using it as best as you know how. But again, what I like to tell everybody is that none of us are perfect. That's the point. Mm. We're that's what perfect. makes it perfect, though. Yeah. He's perfectly imperfect, and he loves us perfectly, even though we sin. But we Amen. have to try to do better, for sure. Um, again, I'm not perfect. I drink bourbon. I sip some bourbon. Sounds, I'm not perfect, Sounds man. perfect to me, dude. <laughs> but, that's, I mean, people were giving, you know how the internet Jesus is. Jesus turned water people, into wine, man. I'll tell you what, that wine was probably strong as bourbon. Back so and, and that's where I'm at. You know, listen, I, I, I try to do my best. I'm a family man now, too. Um, uh, I, have a, I have a little girl and possibly more on the way um, oh, and a wife. Congratulations. Sorry. Not out there yet. Maybe, maybe this great. podcast kind of is now. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> but man. you know what? God is good. And I brought it up to Terrence Crawford, too. And listen, I, I tell everybody, I'm like, I'm not forcing nothing on you. I'm just I'm curious myself, too, because I feel like I also have a platform and I should talk about it, and it's on my heart, and I like to t- I like to talk about the belief. That's it. I don't get in detail. We don't go crazy about it because I'm not perfect at all, but I do believe in God. I-, I do think that I'm here because of him. Boxing wasn't even in my family. Nobody boxed in my family. I was six years old, and I went to a YMCA, and they had boxing. Six years old, and I begged my parents to let me do it, and they wouldn't let me do it for like two weeks. Finally, they did. I'm just like, why else did I go to that boxing gym? Hmm. And then I stuck with it. 170 yeah. amateur fights, 46 mm-hmm. pro fights. I've been all over the mm-hmm. world. I fought in Denmark, France, uh, Germany. I've been to training in Australia, all those places. God's and I'm just like, plan. why else? Like, why God's else? And I'm plan. still doing it. And now I have a pretty fun little platform. And why not bring it up every once in a while? And he that's what shows I do. up all the time throughout all these situations in life where you're like, Oh, yeah, I see you. I know that I wouldn't be here without you. I mean, I, w- I wear the cross when I spar. I have been wearing this thing for, I think, like, I'll take it off, like, every now and then. But then I'll put it on, and I'll leave it on for days at a time. And, like, when I, sp- I sparred today with it on, when I sparred at Roy's, I was like, you know, this thing keeps me standing. You know what I mean? I can get hit with shots, and I make them look like nothing. And, uh, you know, I... I'll give him the credit for sure. That's the cool part about Roy Jones too. Roy Jones is a big believer as well. Oh, he yeah, has been his big. whole life. And Absolutely. I, I, he was my first favorite fighter of all time. I got to fight for him in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. No one has a better highlight tape than him. That dude. No one has a better highlight tape than Roy me. Jones Jr. Yeah. The best knockouts, period. Now, I know Mike Tyson is great and super powerful. And they fought and Mike looked amazing. I Mike probably beat him, and I love Roy. Mike I picked Roy, amazing. and I think Mike looked better. He, in that fight, I love Roy, well, and I, I, I think Mike looked better. He was much bigger. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Mike's a heavyweight. But Roy also fast. fought at heavyweight at one time. And when okay, he was there but too. it's different. Mike fought at heavyweight since <laughs> yes. he was 12. Yeah. Mike I know. fought at heavyweight since he was 12. I thought Roy was going to do better in that one, but they're all obviously they're over 50, whatever. It is what it is, but yeah. I thought Tyson did better. I did. That's and fine. I love Roy. And I that's love fine. Roy. Now, that's not I even saw a couple smack, scary right Roy. hands that they both pulled, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Mostly Mike was yeah. pulling some shots that yeah. you're like, he put it there, and then he just stopped. And you're like, whoa. And it just it was amazing to see those two in action against each other. But Roy really was a shell of, the, of himself that of we knew to be this outstanding type of champion that just hit people with the craziest uh what what do they call those um emojis or whatever that people do in the game Fortnite and shit they I've ca- never played it 
they call Ever. it something though. But see, it's like um, internet words, so <laughs> it's like what people would know what I'm talking about. Like Some, he, somebody, it, they say Teofemo. Teofemo hits the he hits the the anime or whatever, yeah. whatever it's called. Like he'll do. Um, you know, Teofemo is really good too. Yeah. He's super fast, super sharp, yep. and light on his feet. He could bounce around. He does flips. His he last jumps. Fight, he looked amazing. Yeah, man. So, you know, he definitely needs to get more than a million per fight. Uh, you know, if he does, if he wants that, you know, he can come fight me and we can get him all the money <laughs> that he wants and needs. Mike, come on now. He's 140 pounds. Oh, yeah. Well, hold on now. How come? Him and Gervonta in January is what they're saying. Oh, yeah, Tiafimo and Gervonta Davis are in talks, rumored to be in talks Ooh. about fighting. That's a hell of a fight. Wow. So my next question for you then is that is, listen, you're a boxing fan, right? Love Tank. Who is one of your two things here? Who is one of your not current fighters, your favorite boxer, and then current favorite boxer? Sugar Ray Robinson is my favorite. Okay. Uh, just... Just the swag that he had for the time that he lived and boxed, and and he brought it. He was too. an animal too. He was a swaggy magoo, and he was down to get hit and hit you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I mean, a lot of people would put him on the top of the list 100%. for the great. I think Muhammad Ali put him on top of the list. Hundred percent. So a lot of people would argue that either. You're right. Um, and also Floyd Mayweather. Um, he was spectacular. Um, yep. Tank is spectacular, and he has been. Um, Tyson Fury, phenomenal at heavyweight. Looks like <sighs> looks like Blubber Man, but he's coming to beat you. Six nine two seventy six. Can't wait to see him fight Francis Ngannou. Oh my gosh, um, he's you know he's great. What I think Tommy wait? Fury is the the number one guy that's coming up, in my opinion. Um, you know, he fought. He wait number one in what regard? In in because I'm gonna press you on this possibility, in possibility of who and what he could be because he's great on all business ends. Uh, he did yeah, the TV show, guy, super yep. famous. Uh, he beat Jake Paul. Whatever it was a close fight. He won. He did. He won. Oh um, yeah, fair. he won fair and square. And uh, he, the way he's built, his long ass orangutan arms uh for boxing and then you know and he's not built like his brother like where he's flabby and this and that you know he's uh he's got the physique so you know that's a fight i'm interested in chasing to fight one of the furies yeah i was gonna say i i i I don't agree i think business wise you're right but yeah. fighting wise, no way. There's a guy over I'm there who came on in our the show. Business aspect side. Now, there, now I like getting it. Getting money, paid, it's cool. Know. But Tommy Fury, he's good business. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Boxing, no. There's a guy named Chris Billsmith, world champion cruiserweight from England, was on our show actually. Mm. Would knock out Tommy Fury inside four rounds. I think most top ten cruiserweights mm. would dispatch Tommy Fury. Because right, but but wait though, because he's still very green when you think about boxing. He's only eight and zero. These guys right? get to twenty and zero before they KSI? have a real fight. He's about he fight, to fight. I, what KSI. if he loses? Then would that change? No way. I don't think so. And now KSI is gonna be fast. He's yeah. gonna be super sharp. athletic guy. He is really slick. He's surprising. He got surprisingly he better. Is. post Logan Paul. But I've heard some of their banter and. Um, 
you know, they were like, what's something you like about each other or something? What's something you can say good about one another? I forget what KSI said about Tommy. But Tommy was like thinking and thinking. He's like, oh, he throws a really good right elbow. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that was it. So That's it? That's not know, even legal. He, uh, what, he went to decision with Logan Paul. I know he trains with MVP. Uh, they were there when I fought MVP, KSI, and um, who? who's that other London guy? Um, YouTuber? No, boxer with the braids. Uh, but he's London. Um, damn it, what is this? Is he heavyweight? Yes. Joe Joyce? Mm -mm. No, he just got beat anyway. Mm. Damn it. I can't re he's a He's a good-looking old chap, man. He's a clean-cut, uh, blacker guy. Not dark black, but light brown. And uh, he has braids. And he How big is he? He's is he a heavyweight or what? Or about, about what size? Yeah, he's tall. Um, I can't think. He's got his own promotions. He was part of the doing with me and MVP uh, coming boxer, together. Boxer, straight BKFC. boxer. Though. Yeah, he was a boxer. He fought back in the day. He fought. He might have fought. Um, Let's go, champ. He. I think he fought Shannon, Shannon Briggs. Briggs. Uh, I killing I, me. I'm seeing an H. His name has an H in it. It's freaking. So he's a for, he's a former boxer, retired. Mm-hmm. Damn it, you're business me. guy you're now. I, I'll, I'll tell it to know. you right after the show. I, I, I feel like Damn I'm it. gonna pull out my phone and not find him. But I mean, anyway, he's an English guy, and um, David he Hay. was with KSI. David Hay. David Hay. Yes, sir. The H. Yes, sir. Well done, David Hay. Um, he's. He works with those guys over there, so... Yeah, because he used to run with... David Hay used to be good friends with BJ Flores, and BJ Flores used to train Jake Paul. So they're all kind of interconnected there a little bit. Cause yeah. That's, BJ Flores used to be really good friends with David Hay. It's a small Way world, back. bro. It is. The fight game, when it comes you down to do it, people business. don't know. You know, it, it really is. It's how you get into that small circle. You got to break into that yep. motherfucker, especially a dog like me. You know, I've, I've had my ups and downs and my dirty moments, so then it's really hard to get in there. So if you're coming up in the game, keep your fucking slate clean. Yeah. Stay out of trouble, and the sky is the limit. Don't let them, you know, your pride is not for sale. So don't let them try to take it from you and then you get yourself in this shit, you know. Like, if I could go back and do things differently, I'd already be on top. I mean, some people would say I am on top, but. Um, I, think, I think you're close to being there. But I think, like you said. I'm going to keep grinding for I it. I think you're still. I'm I think, working my way there. I think you're not at your ceiling. You know, that's you where it's weird go. with fighting, where you say someone like Tommy Fury and then that other boxer you mentioned that you said would beat him in four rounds. It's like, uh, you know, I think about Chris guys. Chris Bellum Smith. I think about guys that are bigger than me, stronger than me. If I was capable of fighting someone like John Jones and being a challenge for him, or I went and I grappled Gordon Ryan. That guy is a is the best jujitsu guy on the planet. Juice to the gills, two hundred and seventy pound muscle head, and he's the best technical jujitsu guy. And he fucking just choked me out, dude. And I'm like, oh my god, I couldn't do anything. I was like, God, I hate That's this. How good they are. But I didn't throw punches at him because it probably would have been worse if I did. Jeez, he probably <laughs> would have just beat me into the mats. Who knows though? Yeah, guys like that. That's, that's what makes us different. That's what makes it a sport is because 
I could punch a guy like that and it and it takes his legs out from him and he's wobbling all over the place if I land a good shot. Yep. He can't do that to me. I've been I'd see it coming. I'm you know It's like Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan till I get punched in the mouth. Everybody, I know so many people. That's I like train the first people. step of my plan. Like, okay, go in Punch there, me. get punched in your mouth, and then take it from there. So I don't have a plan until I get punched in the mouth. How about that? I like it. That's <laughs> good. Mike, need, Mike needs to hear about that. Yeah, right. He needs to hear about right. that. Shout out Tyson, <laughs> man. So, you know, now that I had Terrence Crawford on the show a couple of weeks ago, um, I'm, getting, I'm pretty much getting Joe Rogan's leftovers at this point. Because he was just on Rogan, too. So I'm like, you know, whatever. Hey, now, I got my own pod now. I know, man. How about, how about that? Let's talk about that a little bit. How cool is that now that you have your podcast? I mean, I feel like it's kind of a cool – that's the next step, right, in, like, every fighter's life. I feel like is a podcast. But some people take off, some don't. Um, so what, what's kind of cool about yours? Well, I didn't know that um, I, you know, I wanted to do it or anything like that. It just kind of, you know, God – brought it together for me some good people some uh good businessmen uh maybe they saw the possibilities that i have on social media for something like this and um you know i did an episode last night and before before the episode i was like waiting uh for the time that we were going to start and i was sitting there like i did smoke which then I got like all these thoughts in my head and I was just sitting there thinking about all this stuff like fuck man I don't really have to do this like but then I was like what's the big fucking deal just to say some try try not to say the dumbest stuff possible <laughs> and you'll be good so um you know we get to talk about fights on there with big time fighters and possibly make matchups make fights uh, because that's the way that fighting works is whatever is being talked about, what Nowadays, people yeah. want to see, that's what's going to happen. The landscape has changed That's what's going to get made. So now we have the ability with the things that I have built over time and the years of fighting that I put in, we can start making these things happen. And um, we're with these people, with this team, we are working on um, – somewhat my own organization uh to compete against you know these other top organizations whether they be new or original uh as far as even the ufc like you know we want to compete and um we want our guys and i would fight in it my own my own organization my own pay-per-view I headline co-main or uh, main event, and then we have a stacked card underneath it, and uh, just change the game a little bit. There are some great ideas that are coming together, and I got some big power people moving on this, and they are making the moves, and it is going to be released. It is going to happen. It's coming soon. I love it. So uh, dropping some new info. Yeah, That's something man, you gave is, me. You gave me something at least. This is huge. I like um, it. It's going to be huge, and A we can make our Mike own Perry. fights happen on there. Uh, you know, we're already talking. We we tried to get Till to fight me to bare knuckle, but he said no. He <laughs> he said he wants to fight me, but he would prefer with gloves on. So that's fair. I guess we can make that happen. Finally. I mean, but no, he's got to fight you with bare knuckle. Uh, 
I, I, I wouldn't on, mind Mike. either way. Put it, put it to the fire. Make him do it how you do it. I, I do like that I have that thing going for me, right, where it's bare knuckle, where a lot of these, the best guys in the world, they, they're like, damn, I kind of don't want to touch that. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. I don't want to go over there and have to do that. But like the position that I was in, I was like this is going to be great. I have nothing to lose, everything to gain. I can take this and and I saw it too being good for me the way I fight in my style. So um you know, but I've always had a dream to do I just want to wear some grants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get in the, yeah. the ring with some eight ounces yeah. on and, and bounce around and try it again because that one pro boxing match I had is the only sanctioned one I've had. Um, I like how you, hi- and I like how you highlighted sanctioned. Right. Well, the bare knuckles sanctioned, right? <laughs> no, no, but three and boxing. O, and then yeah. the, the, the Michael Seals fight in the triangle, um, you know, I want to get in the, the squared circle. and uh, I love that. You know, box again. So most people, when you're saying all this too, my, my question that comes to mind is, you're signed with BKFC, right? Yes. Do, do they not care that we you're crossing freedoms. over to... These are part of our stipulations and our I contract like where they kept me quite free and we are able to do things like... Because whatever I do now benefits uh, yeah. Bare Knuckle FC right. as long as I'm on the right path and I'm, on, I'm shooting up. I'm trying yeah. to do bigger and better things. Your trajectory is here, my friend. Yeah. You know, we, we, we trying to fight names. Look, the past is the past. Today is today. Tomorrow is the future. So, um, you know, we're, we're doing bigger, better things. I don't care who I have fought or, I mean, it, it matters. It helps that my last couple fights were some good names. And um, not saying that I just want to pick these names who, you know, like I said, most people don't know shit about boxing. You see comments online, people, people are saying this and that or whatever, but they don't know what's going to be done. And the money movers behind it all, the big ups, they are the ones who make the decisions and the people are going to tune in. Uh, just to watch a Mike Perry fight regardless. And, and 100%. that's what I worked for my whole life. Recognition and understanding that when Mike gets in the ring, he puts it all on the line and he gives you what you pay for. You know, like Yoel Romero said, the people pay, the pay-per-view, the people pay, and then we got to get them what they want. You know what I mean? Listen, me and B-Money talk about this all the time on the show when you have fights coming up. We're like, listen... I don't know much about bare knuckle boxing. Okay, I know boxing. That's about it. And that's it's it's the same, but it's not the same. Do you know what I mean? But I'll, I tell everybody, I'm like, listen, if you like combat, you like fighting. I promise you, if you watch a Mike Perry fight, you'll get your money's worth. I appreciate it. And that's, but I mean, honestly, as a prize fighter myself too, I'm just like, that's what you want, right? Like yeah. that's that's what you, you're like. You know what? I want people to walk away from my events being like, you know what? I, even if I lost, they want to be like, you know what? I paid for this. I got my money's worth. That's kind of like inside for me. Other than the money, because the money matters. We have families, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Bills, we got stuff to pay for. Mm-hmm. So the, the money does matter, but it's, you, you want to make sure that people are happy leaving. And that's the business part of it. And that's where I think that you're, you're taking off is because if somebody comes to one of your fights and they're not entertained, there's something wrong with them. Mm. Maybe this isn't for them because I guarantee you, you can't go to a Mike Perry fight and not be entertained. 
you can't, Mike. And that's, the, I'm just, I'm not kissing. I'm telling you the truth. Like, no, it's the truth, man. man. Like, I don't it. have to kiss ass. It's the truth. Like, no, sure, you're bro. legit. When you go to your fights, you're going to be entertained. Period. Whatever, you win or lose, it doesn't matter. Mike Perry's giving 1,000%. Yes, sir. You're leaving part of your soul in that ring yeah. every time you fight. Yes, and I hope fans, and I say this on the show to me, Brandon, do all the time, that I hope they realize that there's a short period of time that we have to, to do combat, right? So mm. it's like, enjoy Mike Perry while he's here. See, I say that Enjoy it, man. Forever. So you better go now and it's enjoy forever. this guy. Because like, we talked about, we talk about Brian Price from from uh Price UFC boxing. 10 Winter Springs, baby. Gosh, Price boxing. They have some fun. He's like 70 years old. <laughs> <laughs> He's in there trying to fight everybody. Everybody. He's just punching people in the head, dude. You're like doing a workout. And he's like, come on, what are you doing? And he punches you in the head. You want to be looking at him. He'll be beside you, though. You gotta you're love hitting, that And all of a sudden, you feel something come from the yeah, side. Uh-huh. And it's Brian Price. Got to love that guy, man. <laughs> you got to love boxing. Stuff. That's another thing. I'm going to do it forever. Boxing brings people. You're, you're right. Like I, What I meant by the entertainment thing is you can't compete forever against these guys. You can't. But you can. You can't. But you can. Mike, how? Look at, look how? at uh, what's his name? You get too old Rick one Flair. <laughs> you're talking like about WWE. They competing, bro. They compete and those guys get beat up. Different. It's different. They are. They it's not easy. They jumping off of this yes, and landing agreed. on that and their bodies. Getting, he not getting, getting punched in the face, Mike. He not getting punched in the face, Mike. Okay, but that's brain damage. I, my brain's going to be just fine. They say that I'm the, the reverse CTE, bro. The more I get punched, the smarter I am. Is that right? That's what they say about me. I like me. it. Because I used to be stupider, and now I got my shit together. You got you got sense knocked into you, not out yes, of you. Yes, sir. I like I'm it, I'm going to knock some sense into myself. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know, that's what they do. I love that. I love that. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I'm going to keep it going, bro. Listen, it's a legacy for sure. I want people to be entertained by you from years, years down the road. But whether you believe it or not, there is a point where we can't actually physically compete. You're going to be will, 50. Uh, you can't fight a 20-year-old. She, my dad. I mean, okay, the shit I, out of somebody, you, you shouldn't. Fight my dad but Mike, the shit Mike out of would. Yes, I mean Brian Price is. My almost dad's 70. waiting for his opportunity to beat up some loudmouth young. He's trying to pounce. Young and yeah, man, he's ready. So, so that's another question that I have to throw you real fast as well is, how do you deal with? I mean, this is we're in a different era, right? The last like decade, probably for sure, is all like social media, YouTube, internet, Instagram, all that stuff. How do you deal with that? with the people and the hate because people mm. it's easy for people to sit behind a keyboard and say stupid shit mm. they do it a lot i see it my wife's a professional tennis player i've got i've read the worst messages honestly to women athletes mm. than i've ever gotten even but i've mm. seen it with other people how do you deal with it well because i read it all too and uh, um Things have kind of switched for me. I don't deal with it well, or I haven't dealt with it well in the past. Um, Meaning what? How, how did you deal with it well? Just It just pisses you off? I just un, like I unfollowed everyone. That one time, there was like a few years back where I just, I was like, man, fuck you motherfuckers. You don't do shit for me. And now a lot, uh, like like half of the people that I follow now were like people that I followed before that I... I was like, okay, you knew, you were never bad to me. Let me refollow you because I fuck <laughs> with you. But like, I was going through life situations and yeah. shit, and I was just like feeling, you know, alone. So I was like, let me be alone. And there are some 
there are some guys who have you know millions of followers and they don't follow anyone. It doesn't matter. Um, I follow I, I people. Hate that, I hate. That, I follow though. genuine people. Yeah. People who are um, honest and who want to see uh, you know just good things in the world and um, you know it's like it's like uh, it's it's weird with um, it doesn't matter what people say online that's a big part of it it's like and and I'm one for jokes let's crack jokes and let's be honest about the jokes and let's say the most vile shit possible it's like comedians help with that a lot yeah, you yeah. know I see some comedians they say some dark stuff and you're like oh my god that was so funny though yeah, yeah. that would hurt a lot of people's feelings yeah. don't be butt hurt don't yeah. get your feelings hurt and we you know more. who we need more you know who gets their feelings hurt who broke motherfuckers they oh. always they always say you you never you never find a hater doing better than you. Mm, yes, think about sir. It. It's true though. Like I I really think about that. I'm just like, kind of does make sense. Like people that are at the top, they ain't hating. If you might talk some smack back and forth for a fighter at least, but otherwise you're not really hating on people. Yeah. It's the people that are looking at you doing a bunch of stuff that they wish they were doing, yeah. and they're hating on you. And yeah. the best way to do it nowadays is let's get on the internet. Uh-huh. I can hide behind a fake name or something and say some stupid stuff. So how yeah. do you deal with it now then? head on you know what i mean whatever is said to me that's i try my, to look at it in a nutshell i try to look at it for sure i try to look at it and be honest with myself and i'm like damn you know they could be right about this or that and it's like okay well i don't have to tell them that they're right or um you know i could be like i can work on it and fix it and and uh you know like like Dylan Dennis, for example, I've spoken with him in DM a few times. Uh, I never had any issues with him, and um, you know, I I told him I was like, I would if you're working with Conor McGregor for this boxing match. I was like, if you're going and you're fighting, then I'll I'll pull up for some rounds or whatever. Like, let me Help know. And obviously, that's not gonna. Um, that's not happening. He was working with like Alex Pereira, but. He tweets the other day because he says that he's out again. And then I was like, it's official, guys. I'm in. And I was like. It went viral. I had received my BKFC contract. So I was like, I was in on that. So technically, I wasn't lying. uh, (laughs) See, that's the business mind. Slick. You know, I try to be slick. And then. And then that he video tweets. Was, like ESPN reposted that. Yeah, exactly. I know. Dylan. Dylan retweets. Uh. Who's Mike Perry or something? He didn't retweet it. He tweets, who's yeah, Mike Perry? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, I shared it. And I was like, well, I like punching people for loads of cash and long walks on the beach with my family. And uh, I said, oh, I like to drink on the weekdays. <laughs> That's what I but said. But I mean, man. you're not drinking nothing out here. You're it was not, an opportunity. You haven't even tried you know? one of these. Is this special, man? This is, this really this is good, called man? Blanton's Gold. Okay. I love not only is it expensive, so it is it's it's kind of hard to come by. You can't just go to the store and get this stuff. I mean, listen, I think I mean a, a I sip. Think a little bit would hurt, oh, come on, man. it's a sip. You're on the number one <laughs> boxing hey, beards and bourbon. Hey, podcast. you can peer pressure me all day. I'm here for it. All right, you know, see, this is what like I appreciate. my fans online. Listen, man, it's a sip. Come on now. I've been fighting my whole life and I can tell you right now, a sip is not gonna hurt nothing. You can't tell me that on Joe Rogan's show, you didn't do nothing. Hold on now. Because on that one, 
I was struggling. I was so hungover from the night before when I did Joe Rogan. I, was, I wasn't going to make it. Like, I was trying to get myself together on the show. I had never been this hungover. I don't know. I had a bug or something. And, man, I'm throwing up and this and that. And then I, do, I did the cold plunge. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I was yeah. throwing up. That's probably why. Now, look. Also, going on there, I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm like, how am I going to talk to him? People do this for four hours sometimes. Like, I don't have nothing to talk about for four hours. Oh, my gosh. So what am I going to do? And, like, I didn't really have a plan. You know, I kind of try to play it by whim. Like, I just spur of the moment type of guy. That's who I am. Like, freestyle. a first come, first serve type of dude. And, um, yeah, freestyle with it and, and just try to play it. And he also was very pro- – he was more professional with me than I feel like he was with most guests and he because he was trying to help me and like build me up and and I was just trying not to respond in the dumbest way possible. I was trying to keep myself and I did. I think I did well and it was a very casual, yeah. smooth conversation on the Joe Rogan, but I was getting tired. I was super high from hitting the blunt that I hit on there. I thought it was going to help my hangover. When I jumped in his cold plunge that has it's a cold plunge where Walk the water up. moves. It's Walk running. It woke you up? Oh, my God, dude. It was like I was brand new for five minutes. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not hungover at all anymore. And it was freezing cold. It was like, I don't know what those things are, 29 degrees? I'm not sure. Everybody's is different. I think it was 29, dude. Yeah. And it had moving water. So the water, you know, when you yeah, get in an sense, ice bath and you, if you don't move, still, you don't, yeah, if you don't move. That water is rushing. And you're yeah. like, oh, my God, it's so cold. And I got my face and everything in there. And, nope. uh. It woke me up, so cheers to being awake and making lots of money, dude. <laughs> so I do this thing on the podcast for oh, everybody. Spicy. <laughs> it's Blanton's Gold. Um, I love Blanton's, actually, <sighs> regular. Ooh, that's not, Mike ain't giving a good look for that that's one. a good one, man. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> So, before I do the question one, how, how, how have I done compared to uh, Joe Rogan? Uh, I mean, you can't even make the comparison. <laughs> it's Joe Rogan. Bro. You know what? I don't even care. You're a hater. You're not, I'm not even going to take what you... <laughs> I'm kidding. He's been in the eye for, what, 30 years? Yeah. So professional. No, Joe's man. awesome. Because like, he, he obviously knows what he's doing, clearly. Man, he's got what, a good platform. Someone told me a joke. Because when I went and saw Joe Rogan... The night before, we went out in Austin, and we found this comedy club. It just so happened that Joe Rogan was having a comedy show the night before so did you me go? and him do his podcast. So we went in. He got us some seats up top. We, he didn't tell us about it, but we found it. So we went in. Ron White ends up coming out. All these other guys were so Old funny. Old school, yeah. Yeah, Ron White was like the most professional guy on stage. He was so good, right? And then yesterday... This guy says something on, I think, on the podcast we were filming, and he was like, yeah, Ron White said this joke to someone about something about babies and, uh, or what's the worst part? This is a joke that Ron White said. He's like, what's the worst part about being a pedophile? He was like, fitting in. Oh, my God. How awful. I mean, I have a kid, so I'm not even. I was like, that. I, I have pretty two. dark. I have two. I have a daughter. Yeah, 
I mean, that's dark. It listen, these comedy shows are super dark, but in the moment you're like, whoa, holy shit. But then when the guy told me that yesterday, look, it was on the podcast, so it's not like Ron White said it, and I heard him say it himself. This is something that I was told by someone else. Okay. But when he told me that he heard, because I trust that guy. Okay. So when he said that he heard that Ron White said this, I was like, damn, I just lost it. all the respect I gained at the Joe Rogan how thing, professional how professional he was. He was I just lost it all. Yeah, but it's like that song. Overhearing that, heard that. it from a friend who heard it from a friend. You don't know that he really said it, though. Who sang that song? I don't know. <laughs> but I should let him sing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know what, though? But we do need. That was a little dark. I like comedians because they can joke about stuff. Why does that, the transgender man only eat salad? Why? Because he was a herb before. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using that one That was good Hey I actually heard Mike Perry say that And I didn't lose respect for him No that's not a bad joke That's a funny joke It's a very funny You, you got another go funny one? Tons. You got another one? Man I gave you Can you offend I want you to try to offend somebody with this Because mm. we have to relax mm. people People need to chill out <laughs> Why are black people tall? Why? <laughs> I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. They you, know. What? They know the answer. That's not cool. Because they're cool, man. That's why they're tall, man. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. cold. But look, I'm, I'm. You know, I said I was gonna do my fight for short kings everywhere. You know, and if you're under, if you're under six foot, then you're short. Bro, period. It. You know, I'm, it sucks I'm, to I'm suck. I'm under six foot. I'm under it six foot. It sucks to suck. It does. And I'm not 230 pounds either. I'm not a heavyweight. I'm not very tall. Uh, but I, I like being me. And uh, I'm willing to, to give you hell if I have to. <laughs> I'm just more offended that he wouldn't finish the joke. Mike Perry would not finish the joke on the podcast. Yeah, because... He got me thinking. I gave you two... Like, I gave, gave you one me. joke. Because I'm not one. even going to count the Ron White joke. Yeah, That's not that was, a joke. Yeah. That was terrible. That was very terrible. Um, Oh Thanks my god! I, I have well. I only have jokes that I guess I've heard off social media. What was this this That's one right. guy Every who was so funny, bro? They were talking about the the list of celebrities that were going to the island. Yeah, Epstein Island. Yes, pedophile. And this island. dude was like Hawking. Stephen Hawking was on the list. He was like. I want to go to the island. <laughs> it's like I want to go. Why would you let me go? Oh, I had a great time. I feel wrong. So fucking fun. No, that one was hilarious. And then (laughs) that same guy, he did a. He was. uh, He was like, "This isn't even funny." He was like, "I lost my mother or my grandmother," and he was like, "I had this whole thing about like I can't see them." You know what I mean? Like, and and when the room was empty, I went up to the casket, and he's like, "I realized that she wasn't in there anymore." I, I kind of became at peace with it because I saw the shell and it, it didn't look like her anymore. And it's so true that when you see someone who has gone and passed, they're not there. And the spirit who they were of, of whom you loved, they have gone somewhere else. And then he was like, she's gone to a better place. And, the, and then his co-host was like, nah, hell, bro. She went to hell, bro. <laughs> and the dude was so pissed, but then the Asian dude was like, ah, it's so funny. <laughs> it's, they're terrible. Who's that? Bobby Lee, bro. He's so hilarious. Do you guys do, are you guys going to start a segment hilarious. on your podcast with raunchy jokes? I think you should. 
If you want any ideas for your podcast, Dude, our I podcast think raunchy has no jokes segments. is amazing. Uh, the the only thing official about the podcast actually is the way that the guy uh, ice bags, uh, you know, like big bags of diamonds. Um, he he starts the show and he goes. He's like, "Welcome to the episode nine of the Overdogs podcast." The Drinking, fighting, dumb shit show or some shit, right? And he's like, that's the most like official, official it, yeah. thing that happens. And Sounds then the familiar. rest of it that is just like, like the rest of it is just like bullshit up in the air, which gives them clips for Instagram that people can. That's what it's about. You know, my me talking about me being the white Mike Tyson, I've been reborn. People are like, oh, he's not dead yet. But yeah, he doesn't have to be. It's like the, the fighter version of him. When he was in the ring, he doesn't have to get in the ring anymore. He's a new version of Mike Tyson now. Um, so, you know, I'm the fighting version. Man. I'm trying to bring I'm trying to bring the people out and I finish you off in like a minute and a half. You know, Mike's really getting into this so much that I don't want to end this. This is one of the ones I don't want to end because Mike's starting to. <laughs> he got me. He's awakened. I took that sip he's of that awakened. Hardcore Mike's bourbon. Mike's going. I, I love this. <laughs> I, this is this is why you are podcast gold for your thank podcast. You, so you've done well. I want to tell you again. Thank you so much. I tried to be more professional with you because when I was doing with Terrence Crawford, I was kind of fanboying a little bit too much. He's, so the so the people huge, the comments bro. told me that they were just like you're fanboy, but I was like, listen, I was giving respect. I'm genuine. I was being honest with people like you. You're a beast, Mike. I go fanboy for real. Last night when we were doing the podcast, I got a FaceTime call. And like we did one guest and then we had like two guests fall out. And then they're like, get on your phone and fucking find a fighter to f- talk to. Let's go. That's so good, right? And I'm like, I start calling people. I call uh, Joaquin Buckley. He's fighting tonight in the UFC. He he had great knockouts and, and he's really good. Um you know, and it leads to something where he, he wrote me back, sorry, I missed your call or whatever, and he's literally fighting tonight. So I'm like, yeah, man, maybe we can get you on the pod sometime. It would be great. Yeah. Hope you knock this guy out, whatever. He's fighting Alex Morano, who, you know, I like that guy too, but I think Joaquin Buckley's where it's at. Um, I called Kevin Holland. I'm like FaceTime Instagramming them. Kevin Holland didn't pick up. Been trying to get him on, even though since he lost his last fight, it was a good fight in my opinion. And then... I called Sean Strickland, and I called – none of these guys are picking up. And then I called uh, – and then somebody calls me, this this really cool mogul, Instagram mogul guy that I happen to know from walking through Orlando, and he's like family with someone I grew up with in high school, right? Small world. Super small. His name is Jen Gates. I pick up the phone. I'm hype. I'm talking, right? The phone call, he froze. It didn't come through. So I set it down, and he calls again. Dude's important, bro. Yeah, Dude yeah, yeah. has big people on his page and shit. I mean, his name he is Jim Gates. Like, maybe he got Bill Gates. No, he got some money, dog. Yeah. And uh, so he calls back. I'm like, hell yeah, what's up, bro? So we're on the pod. I'm like, yeah, we needed somebody to talk to. But it's just fun. It's like I didn't ask him to come on the pod. But you just blindsided. He, he was with Gilly the Kid, bro. Who's Gilly the Kid? Oh, you don't know Gilly the Kid. We're old man. Am I supposed to know him? Gilly the Kid is like I'm not a, hit, so you Mike. know I'm the Breakfast hit. Club. I've heard of the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club is like that show that interviews the who's who, like Donald Trump 
or I don't know. Kind of like the full send guy, but like full. Canelo and they T Buck took uh, Charlemagne's chair when he went and did the Breakfast Club. Okay, and yeah, he was yeah, like, okay, "You want no. your chair?" He's like, "No, you good, bro? You got it." So, um, Gilly the Kid is like another version of the Breakfast Club. Him and uh, this other guy, you know, I, I guess I can't explain it too well, but. They know about him in the hood and yeah, you know yeah. all over social media. He says this shit that uh, that most wouldn't say. Uh, you got to look up some Gilly the Kid videos. So when he called, you know, I got to talk to him, and they were like, "Oh, you fighting Logan Paul next week? We we just talking about betting on that shit. Like they probably gonna bet like a hundred racks or something on this shit." And I'm like, uh, he says something, and I'm like. He said somebody, you gonna knock him out? I'm like, oh, for sure. I get in the ring, he's going down. And he's like, so what's going on with that? Because the Dylan, like, is he still fighting? Are you yeah. fighting? I'm like, look, man, the internet kind of played a lot of people. He, dude keeps saying he backing out. I'm like, he shouldn't even get the chance. Who knows if he will? Yeah. Who knows if he will go all the way? I am the backup all the way into the point where if Dylan Dennis gets in the ring, answers the bell, going. gets out. You're going. I'm going in and fighting. So you flying out there? Oh yeah, I'll Regardless. be there. Regardless, I'll be there Wednesday morning. Regardless, you I'll are be there. Flying when, out. They they trying to bring me out there late so that if I end up fighting, maybe they're hoping for some jet lag. It's a six they know round. What they it's doing. a six three minute round fight. It's eighteen minutes. I fought twenty minutes today with eight different guys, heavyweights, extremely tall guys, undefeated UFC fighters, um, sharp guys, man. And and um, I'm feeling pretty good where, about it. Where? Roy Jones said, I did four rounds with Eric Moon. Roy Jones said, oh, four rounds like that? A couple weeks before he's got a six-round fight? Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah. I don't think Logan has anything for you. So wh- where does Dylan Dennis, where does he, where does he live? I, what state? No idea. I'm just Florida? Saying, I'm just saying. Like, he's a, he bounces around, though. He's been saying, doing his media. He gets his media. He says he gets 15000 for an Instagram story. I mean, what if, story. He miss, what if he accidentally, B-Money, misses his flight? Is that, is that a possibility? That's we, possible. we We know some people. Listen, I'm, I'm from Missouri. You, you know, I'm from... I'm 45 no, minutes I think he Kansas might bump City. his knee on the coffee table in the morning. You know the mob, and, you know the mob from Kansas City them, and you know. Chicago ran Las Vegas. The Kansas City mob. Which where, show I'm from 45 minutes away from there. That's where I grew up, on? born and raised. Cheers, man. Shoot it down. More money. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. let's, let's just hope he doesn't make his flight. That's what I'm just saying. Mm. Because we're rooting for you to get over there. Because if you go over there, listen, I, I think if Dylan Dennis pulls out, I think Logan Paul would pull out. That's what they're that saying. Because that means he... And I'm like, what? they got to have a backup for him. I'm thinking it's MVP with the boxing gloves. I mean, you would do anything. You would fight anybody. You put, whoever they put in the ring across the way from Mike Perry, Mike Perry's crushing. Let's go. He's if it's a listen, I've I have come to terms with this. And Mike Perry never pulls out because he's got two kids. We know that. If it's n- <laughs> it's true, it's very true. If I've come to terms with this, this is part of the me, uh, you know, coming to terms with who I am as a person, as a fighter, as an athlete, as a professional, um, as a family man, businessman, whatever. When I did this thought this wave two years, and I've been growing ever since. If uh, 
no matter who it is, whether it's a nobody, a no name, you know, some people are like, I don't want to fight the no name because he might be good at this or this or, or what well, I'm not as excited uh, to fight this guy. So maybe I won't train as hard and then he might come in That's and fight me. No, I want to fight the no name that nobody knows. And that and people are like, oh, who's this guy going to come out of nowhere and maybe win? Nope. I want to fight that guy. I want to beat that guy. I want to fight. I want to fight names who people expect to destroy me. That's who I want to fight. I want to fight the guys like who, who? Who's your manager? That's what we I have the best in the game, sir. Who is um, this? Who's your manager? This, who's your manager? You know, I like to name drop. So I ask. So you're not name dropping. No, no, I no. Ask, no, no. So but I'm saying I like to name drop. Okay. That you know, John Jones is uh, theirs. Uh, me and me and John Jones you share have this. the same management. Yes, team. yes, okay. we do. I like um, that. John Jones is uh, you know, stud. The best. He's a stud. Um, so, first round management, Abe Kawa, Malky Kawa, Primo. Those are my guys. Ricky, first round management. Those are my guys. Mostly Abe. Abe is the guy. Uh, I met Abe when I was 6-0 and or something. Honest Abe. I'm just... Greatest guy. Phenomenal. Unbelievable. Just... Holy man, um, amazing person, teaches me. I try to pay attention to him because he just he just looks at you know things from a different you know angle. There, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. He's, he's, he means well. He wants me to do well. He wants my family to do well. Uh, you know, I try not to get on his nerves. I know he's got tons of people that he deals with. Uh, these guys do NFL players. Uh, they do big deals. It's a big time. They be, team. Oh, they do big deals. You. Big time shit. I just want to. I just want to make sure you're protected. The best it. fighter on the planet, me, then John Jones, and then uh, he, he understands. You know, they got he everybody. Understands. They got the best of the best, and uh, they don't have much room for others. You know, but um, I mean, you're 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 full time, bro. You're a full time job. They gotta they no, gotta look out no, for you. No, that's not true. You're I, the best. You're the best. I try to leave fighter them, on the planet. I try to leave them alone. And then they know how it is. That's why I say it's the easiest job in the world. Because they don't have to manage nothing with it's you. It's the already easiest yourself. job in the world. I will prepare. I will be ready. I am healthy. I am fit. I am strong. I'm fast. I'm ready. I'm preparing myself. And then when they give me extra details, who, how, what, when, where, why, I pick those details and I do what I have to do to make myself even better, even more prepared. And I try not to bother them, and I try to just take care of things on my You're end. Your dream as a client, your dream client. Well, I sent them a video. You don't the other got to babysit. Day. You just like, hey, yeah, Mike, no, I got to handle business. This? I'm there. I got this. I have my own things to do. I sent them this video the other day. I thought it was quite funny. It was uh, Jim Carrey getting a, an award online, and he's like, uh, I think it was right after his Liar Liar movie, where you know, quite the performance, yeah. right? And he gets on stage, and he's like. Um, Man, I just want to uh I just want to show some appreciation to all the people that were in this category how uh they're so amazing at what they do and they want what I've got so badly they can taste it. <laughs> and he's like, uh I would love to thank my management team, uh, my managers and and they um you know, they they're they're so awesome and amazing at everything that they do and they should thank their lucky stars they ever met me. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey. Is that man. how you feel like? 
wish. <laughs> I wish. It's just a dream, you know. Yeah. It's just a dream. So I'm humble. Uh, same time, I try to enjoy things. I try to laugh. I live, laugh, learn, you know. And um, I got lots of love to give. I, I was saying it yesterday because the guy on the podcast, he puts on this this haircut, this wig. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, he looks like Captain Planet. And I'm like, you know, Captain Planet, they always had that kid with the love ring and shit. Yeah, and it's yeah. like the... They they played it like it was the weakest power, but it's like art. You know, it's stronger than people give it credit for. You know. By the way, I, I also so I have two questions for you. Actually, one's a statement. You just had a birthday. Yeah. September fifteenth. Terrence Crawford also just had a birthday, so I wished him happy birthday on the mm-hmm. same podcast, the end of September. So happy belated. Thank you, sir. Another turn on the planet. Uh, Ter- T Buzz a, a Virgo. <clears throat> September twenty eighth, I think is his birthday. Oh, uh, he might not be a Virgo. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't he might know not that. be a Virgo. I gotta look it up. He might be a Leo, or a Virgo. I'm not sure. Still pretty. Anyway, you both are in September. Yeah. Happy belated. Fire. <laughs> Tiba, I like Tiba. So that's another thing. I'll put you guys in touch. He would I'd love, love to come on the podcast. Him, He's coming man. out here. I've already we've had this challenge going on because I've known Terrence oh, since I fought him. Know, He's gonna we're gonna play a basketball game and a tennis match. Me and him. Because oh, I said that's so the only rematch that I want with him. I'll beat y'all in tennis. Listen, son. I'll beat y'all in tennis. Okay, I'm gonna challenge you too then. Ping pong. We're gonna play. I tennis, love ping pong. We're gonna play that too. You're lucky I you're lucky you want, I had son. to make room in my gym. I'm I had to move my ping pong too. table. <laughs> we gonna do it. So beer pong. Let's play. That. All right. Yeah, we can't. You gotta fight. You gotta fight Logan Paul. So we can't do that. So I've been getting rushed over here by B Money. He's telling me I gotta wrap this up. Okay. So I'm gonna. I have this. I did it to Terrence as well. Actually, before that, I asked Terrence the same question too. I'm gonna ask you. How do you see your professional fighting career end? What's what's the? It doesn't. It. So then that's the answer, but. How do you see yourself? What's your legacy? What are you, what are you leaving behind? What are you Building. busting your ass off for right now? What's the, what's the end game for Mike Perry and his family? Growing, building, promoting, performing, entertaining, um, showmanship, um, you know, just giving back, uh, fight on. Love it. All right, brother. So... I do this game where it's six questions. You have 45 seconds to answer them. So the whole purpose is to not overthink it. It's shoot them out right off the bat. I already think I know your answer to one of them for sure. But so it's six questions. I ask it to everybody. Everybody that's been on the show, I ask them these six questions. They're just random stuff. And a couple of them is about combat too. Okay. So you have 45 seconds. Let me know when I I can start. Okay. Ready? Out of these two rappers, who's the best? Kanye West or Jay-Z? Jay-Z. Out of these two fighters, who's the pound-for-pound best right now, Terrence Crawford or Canelo Alvarez? Terrence Crawford. Love it. Who's the most overrated heavyweight of these two, Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson? Fuck, that's a mean question, dude. Who, which one's more overrated, Muhammad Ali? All right. What is the better of these two foods, pizza or tacos? Tacos. Jake Paul or Logan Paul? Logan's a cooler guy. Like, he's, he's chill. That's it. Who is your current favorite athlete right now? Me. Love it. That was, like, perfect time, too. Well done. The, the Logan Paul, Jake Paul one, I like it because 
it just leaves so much up because I don't say who's the better boxer, I don't say who's the better person. All I say is Jake Paul or Logan Paul. And you can take it for however you want to take it. I gave the kind of figured that came to mind. I kind of figured you were going to say Logan Paul. That was the one that I was like, I figured you'd say that one. Yeah. The Ali one is not that bad. The Ali Tyson one's not that bad. That's pretty rough. It's overrated. No, that it was just so means like media like driven. That was just so mean because but it it was it was very honest in my opinion. That's that means, And I feel like I gave an honest answer. That's all I want. I am all about being genuine. I love the word genuine. Mike Tyson's still here. I was seeing videos today of him. People are asking random people on the street questions, and then Mike Tyson comes out. They're asking him questions. About I just sent that Tyson. video to somebody. I'm like, this guy can was talking I do about this? Tyson. That was cool. I'm not famous enough. People be like, oh, I don't know who Mike Perry is, but the ones who did know, they'd be like, oh, either that's my dog, or they'd be like, oh, fuck that guy, and I'd I think, fucking I think walk should, out I think there. We should set something up like that. For Mike they Perry. asked about Mike Tyson's face tattoo, and the dude was like, looks like somebody slapped. That's bad the one I saw. In his face, and he's like, I wish somebody would slap me in the face. He popped and the dude was the like, that's what I love. That. Social media makes people so easy to say stupid stuff. Shit, when bro. I'm like, listen, if you ain't willing to say something to somebody's face, don't say it at all. Period. Mm. Right? Like, I wouldn't talk shit on Mike Tyson because I wouldn't say it to his face. Yeah, but look though, but look though, you get you know you get honest answers out of people when they don't think that. Is you're it there. honest though? No, but the honesty is the beautiful thing about it. I don't know if it's honest, though. I think That's what's funny about talk. Mike coming out and then them feeling like, damn, I said how I really feel. You know, Mike, most people don't like face tattoos, bro. My Mine looks like somebody slapped me in the face, too. But, you know, whatever. To, I like it. To each their own. Yeah. Do what makes you happy. And that's it. Amen. So, Mike. I appreciate you more than you know for coming hey, and doing the podcast pleasure, here, brother. man. Seriously, we appreciate you coming. And like you said, I do believe in God so much that I wasn't even going to do a podcast either. B-Money shows up to my house one day because I've been talking about it. And he goes, we're recording. If you watch our first episode, we have like 136. Our very first episode is horrific. <laughs> he came over to my kitchen. We sat in the kitchen. He goes, let's go. And he started recording. I'm glad he did it. Like, B Money, like, made me do this. But no, I'm so happy. God, I man. talked about it for a long time. But I was just like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Everything got busy, whatever else. Yeah. He goes, let's do it. So now we did it. And Good for you, I'm happy man. that we did it. Um, Keep it going. Now we're going up. We got to now. Sky's we got Terrence Crawford and Mike Perry now. Like, come hey, man, on. look. I've I had like a couple other sentence. world champions, too. I like that sentence, bro. Those two names together. I mean, back to back. I'm trying like, to build, Double man. champs. But he's, he's 40 and 0 with, what, 39 knockouts? 31 knockouts. Jeez. And one of them, stud, one of them is not me. Wow. <laughs> that was my first thing I said to him. It was funny because yeah, like we thought, I was like I was like listen Terrence I was like he wouldn't have did it if you didn't survive. My claim I said I earned that. I earned that interview. Yeah, and he knew absolutely. it too. But I was just like listen man, my claim to fame and I was a very successful amateur boxer. I, 156 and 13 is my record. But look, you can still be much bigger. Agreed. Than the past. You can still Agreed. be much larger. I love than that. Agreed. I'm like, listen, my story still yet Don't to give be written. Up. Absolutely. Right? Like it's everybody. We're keep still writing it, stuff. So keep dreaming. Keep it, keep it going. It. Keep dreaming. So one last thing from you to everybody, all the Mike Perry platinum Mike Perry fans. What do I have? to what say? What do you have to say to them? Uh, 
Man, shit, we finna You dropped some wisdom I'm already. Finna get, I'm finna get a hookah lounge, a cocktail bar. I'm finna get all this shit popping out here in Orlando. I got my own go fight league coming. Uh, and and uh, I'm the man with the hands, bro. So if you want some, come get some. If you don't, then watch from your safety of your seat. <laughs> I love it. Mike, seriously, again, it's a pleasure having you, dude. You're amazing. Thank you so much. I bro. seriously, I we appreciate you more than you know coming on the show. It's, no, it's it, it means pleasure, a lot bro. to us, bro. Seriously, thank you so much. And so I, I do have a rule about any guests that I've ever had in house. You know what the rule is? Well, we got to train. We we've had to spar a little bit. Oh, <laughs> and I'm actually a little worried about that. I think I'll. <laughs> can I forego that? No, we we're not going to record that part. No, of you're it, stuck. But can I forego that? You're stuck. Fuck. So you I should. fought Terrence. I had a couple other guys. I had a, I f- so I had another guy. Uh, oh, uh, not, not Adrian Pinheiro. No, I actually fought him. Right. I Adrian Pinheiro, a pro. He's 200-pound heavyweight, yeah. 10-0 at the time. I sparred him as well. Yeah. And he's been on the show in person. So that's okay. my rule. Like, if we do Zoom, it's whatever. But if we go in person, we got to do at least like couple punches are you gonna take your glasses off i, I mean i, I think know. i have to right because like mike <laughs> take them off freaking them off. own me right am i now. allowed to punch you <laughs> mike you're not allowed to punch me too hard <laughs> i could tell know. you his punches don't feel good i i, 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 know, I know listen the day, they don't they i want to go and end the podcast so i can cry real fast before <laughs> mike punches me but thank you guys for listening Mike, again, I appreciate you, brother. Weighing in with Travis Hartman, we love you. We hope all the, so the listeners don't talk too much shit, man. Mike might come and knock on your door and punch you in the face if you talk too much smack, okay? All right, God bless. Cheers.